Hi, I'm Laura Dells, your host of Modern Animism Radio. Fall is really setting in here. Sometimes we have these years when it goes straight from burning in hell to cold. This year it's cool. And we have these beautiful misty or foggy mornings. The leaves are a bit strange. They're going from green to brown. There's not any color changes in between. It's kind of weird. And they're just falling off the trees. But the weather, oh, my God, it's perfect for forest bathing. I've been doing a lot of that, and that's what I want to talk about today. So I'm going to share what it's like, what it is, some benefits, and how to do it. Cool? I think a great way to really experience animism um, is forest bathing because in order to really do it well, you have to have a relationship with the forest. But before we get to that, let's first acknowledge our ancestors in the element. Acknowledge the element of earth, and thank you for the hopefully bountiful harvest that will take us through the lean months ahead. We had some strange times this year with COVID um, and bare shelves, and I hope that we're able to come through all that okay with healthy, affordable food for all. Thank you, Mother Earth and the Earth elements. I acknowledge and give gratitude to air that gives us inspiration, discernment, communication, and creativity to connect with our inner being, other people, and the spirit realm. I acknowledge the element of fire. The fire's waning, but I'm grasping at it to keep it burning in my heart with lots of bonfires. I don't think I've ever done so many bonfires in a single year, and it's been heartwarming, inspiring, and purifying. Thank you, fire. I acknowledge and give gratitude for water. Fall is the season of water, and I'd like to acknowledge the peace, power, and purification of water, too. Water is life. I love the supportive, deep nature of the sea and the water within all living things. I acknowledge our plant, animal, mineral, and human ancestors, and thank you for the blessings that are seen and unseen. May we grow ever more conscious of how we all move together in this web of life so that the choices we make honor you as well as humankind. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for being here and sharing this with your peeps, liking and subscribing our, to our um, social media posts. It really does help our Google rating and is a small way for you to give us a uh, high five and kind of reciprocate, send some love back to us. I'm seeing some people sharing us on their YouTube channels. That's really cool. So grateful for that. And these kinds of little things help us to grow. It's a way to show gratitude. And it's like saying, I like your stuff. You know, so if you can't donate, please do send us some supportive energy by doing what you can do to support. And if you can donate, donations can be sent to buymeacoffee uh, forward slash pan society. For as little as a cup of coffee, you can help us change the world. Seriously. Uh, so, as I said, I've been doing a lot of forest bathing this week, and what is that? Well, if you think about the word bath, it's kind of dull and utilitarian, isn't it? It is to me. I mean, most of us take a shower or a bath every day, right? It's just kind of what we do. But if you think about bathing, well, that's a different experience, isn't it? Bathing is, like, luxurious. It feels luxurious to me. And if you've ever been to a Turkish or Korean bath, it's a delight to the whole senses, it's pampering and, and, you know, lingering, and it's just an amazing experience, just like forest bathing. Forest bathing isn't just walking in the woods. It's, well, let me tell you about some of the things that I noticed this past weekend, okay? So I'm walking in the woods. It's a perfect fall day. The temperature is fantastic, just cool enough to make exercise ideal. Everything is green, but it's tinged with a touch of color. The air smells so fresh and clean. The insects, squirrels, and birds are chattering with aliveness. There's absolutely no one on the trails, and so I have all this heaven to myself. 
To my right is the river. At times it gurgles and flows beside me, and other times it's totally silent, but I can feel it moving there, even when it's hidden by the trees. So it's alive with energy, so much so that it feels like it's smiling at me. And as the trail dips steeply down, the temperature changes and the air cools. I smell just a hint of pine now, and I start to see ferns everywhere. It's darker, deeper, cooler here. And this is my favorite type of forest. Pine needles blanket the trail, making each footstep totally silent. So it's easy to creep up on things here or be crept up on. I can't tell you how many times that's happened. I'm just walking along and whoop, there's a deer sitting or standing nearby with his big eyes just looking at me. It's absolutely the coolest thing ever. And if you unfocus your eyes, it's like you can feel the forest with your skin. You can tell where certain trees are going to be. You can... You can tell that they just know that you're there, and they know that you know that they're there. It's kind of, it's just like communication with your skin. I don't know. If you felt it, you know what I'm talking about. And you can feel their energy bubble and sense the, their mood in a way. And I'm talking about all the creatures there. It might sound a little crazy, but I know this one beech tree who sits really close to the trail, and you have to walk over his roots to pass by. And sometimes he feels really closed down and sleepy. Another time he's super juicy and alive, and you can just feel it. And they can feel you too. The energy around the human brain can be measured as about an inch away from your head, but the energy field of the heart can be measured up to six feet away. Now, I believe that sensitive creatures can pick up that energy even further away than that because I know you have seen the woods go completely still all at once when something is disturbing that energy, haven't you? Animals are much more sensitive than we are and will shut down or hide when people come into the woods. And every wood feels different. They're different at different times of day and different times of the year. I think this is a great way to actually get in touch with the seasons because everything changes. If you pay attention, it'll help you be in flow with nature too for everything there's a season. So I'm talking about it, but what is it? The Japanese made up the term in the 80s to formalized uh, forest bathing. And with Shintoism being their indigenous form of animism, it's no wonder. But this isn't something that's just Japanese. uh, And it isn't actually new. It's been around for a long time. um, But I I guess it just hasn't been formalized. And it's not just a walk in the woods. So I see people walking briskly or jogging in the woods with their headphones on, and that's not forest bathing. That's exercise. Or sometimes I see people in pairs or small groups chatting as they walk, and that's not forest bathing either. There's some health benefits to both of those, but forest bathing is the act of savoring the experience. It's mindful. It's being present with the forest and the creatures of the forest and letting them be present with you. So it's not about how much terrain you traverse or how long you walk. Maybe you stay still the entire time and don't burn any calories at all but you watch the sunlight dance on the leaves or just watch the clouds dissipate and reform overhead. It's kind of like doing nothing, but with all your attention, all your being. Or one of my favorite things to do is to watch the water ripple over a rock, and that's it. That's all. Just listen to the sounds it makes and how the shape and color of the water changes as it moves by. So it's kind of like getting lost in your surroundings. I would say it's exactly like that, actually. You know, we have so much stimulation that it's hard to catch and hold our attention, especially for more than a few minutes. And when you slow down and savor life, and life is all around in the forest, you gain a new appreciation for where we live, all the creatures that 
you don't see or pay attention to. And just fill with gratitude to be a part of all of this. When we can get stuck thinking about all the things that we don't have and haven't done, and being in nature puts it all in perspective. It can have a big set, so what effect on all the things that stress us out. Your mind slows down, empties out, and what's real and important pops out. Maybe you aren't thinking about certain things, but you get answers anyway. And that happened to me this weekend too, and I was really grateful for that. So I said I was going to tell you about the benefits. I think it's crazy that people in research labs have to study something so simple before they'll believe in it or recommend it, but they do. There's so many indigenous practices that have been in place for thousands of years that a lot of people think are really superstition until they're validated by research, so I guess I can't complain about it. Uh, This is such a hot thing now that there are even certified forest bathing facilitators. No kidding. You can take a class to help people do this and get fabulous benefits. Or you can pay someone to help you do it. Now, you don't have to, of course, but I'm guessing that it's like meditation. Everyone can do it, but some of us have an easier time when we're guided. I suppose that going through someone else's process might also help you to see things that you wouldn't normally see on your own because we all can get stuck in our preferred ways of doing things, right? So... I haven't done it this way, but I imagine it would be worthwhile to try at least once. So benefits. The first thing that researchers found out is that forest bathing is relaxing. No kidding, right? It reduces stress, lowers anxiety, and helps you pump out less stress hormones. So that's that dreaded cortisol. And if you hate hauling your body around as you run around the park, slow it down. Enjoy the scenery. And help yourself out instead of burning yourself out. Another thing that forest bathing does is improves your mood. Again, I want to say that it's not just walking in the woods that does this. I was with somebody two weekends ago, and we did an hour-long walk through some pretty scenery, and he was just as crabby coming out as he was going in. (laughs) So this is because he wasn't particularly aware of what was going on around him. He was tuned out, not tuned in. So if you aren't seeing that benefit yourself, perhaps you aren't letting the chill come in. So you got to be willing to let your mind be still and be present where you are. I'm not saying that there aren't benefits if you aren't tuned in. You're still getting negative ions and those healthy vibes from the trees. Your body does benefit. It's just not as deep or juicy as it could be. Uh, I mentioned this kind of before, but another benefit is enhanced creativity. So I love going into a walk by setting an intention and then forgetting about the problem. So, for example, I might really want to figure out how to change my schedule so that it works in a different way. Or maybe I need to deal with some interpersonal thing and I don't know where to start. Or it could be like big, big stuff, you know, what's the meaning of life. It doesn't really matter what your your question is. But whatever it is, I don't think about it consciously. But by the end of the walk, I have a solution. It just pops up. And that happened to me actually today. Um, I didn't even think about a problem. It just, boop, popped up. So somewhere in the back of your brain, you know, it's always keeping track. It always knows what's going on, and it could give you some answers in that way, and that's really, really cool benefit of forest bathing. Or another way that creativity might pop up is that I will think of, like, five blog ideas for Pan Society while I'm walking. Or I see a cute critter or a fantastic plant that gives me an idea for a poem or something. And believe it or not, this benefit lasts for up to three days. So if you're a creative, I'd schedule this into my workday as work prep. Seriously, it's good stuff. And there are even more benefits. Did you know that forest bathing boosts your immune system so you can fight off disease? 
but it also helps you to recover from anything that you already have. Yeah. So trees and plants emit these things called phytoncides. Phyton, phy, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that. Phytoncides. I don't know. <laughs> phytoncides. Um, and we breathe them in. So these phytoncides have um, natural antibacterial and antifungal properties. So it's like going to the apothecary in the forest. And it's free treatment. And check this out. That lasts for up to 30 days. So if you live in the city and need um, to plan a getaway for this, I do it like once or twice a month. It's worth it. If you have high blood pressure, you can measure your blood pressure before you begin and afterwards, and it's probably going to notice a positive change. They even have walks in Japan that are certified as places that will give you this effect. Isn't that crazy? What's even cooler about this is that you can even get the healing benefits by looking out the window. Isn't that amazing? I'm so happy to have a nature view from my office. Um, the view of the outdoors is more healing than a view of, say, the parking lot or our urban landscape. So we really need to be making conscious choices about what to do with our architecture. You know, it matters. I'm sure there's a lot of tons of other studies out there, but since I'm a trauma therapist, I can't not mention that forest bathing is good for your mental health. It helps with attention, concentration, mood, fatigue, sadness, and even anger. I can absolutely believe this. Um, before COVID, when I was taking people on spiritual tours, each one seemed to have more and more time outdoors in nature. We just hiked for like six hours or something, just taking people um, out to, to the beauty of nature. And of course, we'd be tired at the end of the day, but also fresh, inspired, laughing, satisfied. And there's this calm glow that comes over people after they've been outside a while. And sometimes we'd be in pairs or threes talking, and other times we'd be lost in our own thoughts or just admiring nature. And I remember this one time, we went to this fairy glen in Wales. I don't remember what it was called, but it was most definitely one of the highlights of the trip. I have been to many places where it looks like we're at the doorway to another world, but this one was definitely the prettiest, and it just invited you to linger. And I felt like it was dancing with the air, the water, the plants, and whatever creatures were living there, like a nature party. Everything was so moist and alive, like it was breathing. And we all left there with a glow that lasted a while. So, are you ready to try it? Have <laughs> you got your spot picked out? Now, I'm going to give you some tips for how to do it. And this might sound like common sense for some of you, and I'm sure it is, but they actually have forest breathing guides out there doing this. So, they are professionals, and I know... Um, that, you know, that kind of tells us that there's people who need some help navigating in nature. So this is for you. Okay, so the first thing I'd recommend uh, is to remember that animism is relational. Everything has a relationship to you and you to it. And the best way to strengthen that is to get to know each other. So when you come into a forest, pick something that you want to focus on or let that thing choose you. So, for example, um, there were three plants that this weekend that were jumping out at me. So sumac, kudzu, and stinging nettle. Now, I know what these things are because I made it my business to research plants that kept my, catch my eye, grow locally, and could be used for food or medicines or just look pretty. And beech trees are always on my radar as well. So I decided to focus on those plants. And when I came up to one, I'd look at it, talk to it, notice the texture of it, how the sunlight lit up certain parts over others, notice how it danced in the wind, what mood it felt like it was in, um, maybe how it tasted or smelled, how it felt, things like that. You know, what, notice what other plants grow next to it, how it relates to the space that it's in, those kinds of things. Um, I just shared space with it. 
uh, the way that you might share space with a person. Sometimes I'm just witnessing and not thinking or doing anything in particular. Sometimes I was openly curious and asking questions. Now, that might sound totally wacky, <laughs> but you can learn a lot by a plant in this way. There will be things that the plant species have in common and things that are unique to each plant. I mean, think about it. Not all echinacea, for example, is the same. The potency could change based on altitude, light, exposure to water. Um, it's like not all chickens or people have the same temperament, fertility, or intensity. You know, same with plants. It can even change day by day or hour by hour. How a plant or wood feels now can change 10 minutes as the sun goes down. An animal moves in the area or people walk through. I remember being in the forest while on a pan retreat, and there was absolutely no noise. It was the weirdest thing ever. No squirrels, no birds, no rodents, no insects, nothing running over the dry leaves. It was like a dead zone or like it was warded. Nobody else thought it was weird, but I was like, I know you guys don't spend a lot of time outside because the woods are never <laughs> this quiet. So you might sit and wait to see things change. Patience is um, something that the woods teaches you. So nature's not in a hurry. And when you move at the pace of nature, you shift into a more natural pace. We're not designed to go, go, go all the time either. You might not move all that much while forest bathing. It takes time to savor. I mean, how many times do you stop and do a 360 view of things? That's one of the coolest things about forest bathing. You don't have to just pay attention to what's in front of you. You can look to the side, move in slow motion, and turn around. You can even look up. How often do we just look up? One of the best views is up. For example, why not take a hammock to the woods and just sit there all day? Have you ever just laid around in a hammock looking at the sky? It's absolutely glorious. I look at my feet, then the leaves overhead, then the sky, and the next thing you know, 20 minutes have passed by. It's the most relaxing way to do nothing that I've ever seen. You should try it. It really changes the notion that we have to be productive all day long. I know we have these things like idle hands are the devil's workshop, and when the going gets tough, the tough get going. You know, things that make you feel like you have to be busy all the time or you're a complete failure. There's definitely a time for doing things, producing, and being creative. There's also time for not doing that, and forest bathing is one of those times. Another thing you can do while forest bathing is engage your peripheral vision. You're seeing, but in a big picture way. And when I do this, I feel like I'm experiencing with my whole body. It's like my skin becomes hypersensitive. I can see behind me, I can hear further, and my sense of smell becomes more heightened too. It's like my energy field expands so that I can sense things that I didn't before. It's almost like I'm the energy field of the forest itself, so we're overlapping each other. So I'm not only feeling myself, but everything else too. The way you move your eyes has an impact on your brain and perception. There's all kinds of therapy that can change the way you view the past, present, and future depending on what your eyes are doing. And engaging your peripheral vision every now and then is very therapeutic especially for people who are so narrowly focused all the time as we are in Western society, or if you're anxious. If you're anxious, you're narrowly focused too. Um, another thing you could do is uh, pay attention to the sounds. Like notice the different levels of sounds. So by levels, I mean like, you know, what's ha what are the sounds on the forest floor? What are the ones in the canopy? How are, what are the ones that are close? How are the ones that are far? And to me, it sounds like an orchestra. 
you know, the different animals or the different instruments. And then you have some that are just droning in the background and some that just come in every now and again, like a little um, percussive piece or an accent. And it really is quite melodic if you think about it that way. And uh, I don't know about you, but as a listener of orchestral music, I feel like I'm part of the experience. And in forest bathing, as I'm listening with my whole body, it feels the same. People are sensory creatures, and yet so often we just stare into our phones and use our brains rather than our senses. It makes us dull and disconnected. I highly recommend getting out in nature, engaging with her, and learning about the wonderful creatures we share this planet with. You know, what are their medicinal properties? What stories have people told about them? How do they help? What's their nature? Even if you don't know any of the stories, you can find out just by spending time with them. It's a perfect time of year for it. You can't get out in it, try looking at it from indoors. Or even jogging past it is better than nothing. If you know, um, mo- like if you like most Americans, you're inside 90% of the time. That's really not healthy. Gotta get outside. Me too. I can do better too. So thank you all for tuning in. I hope that you try some forest bathing this fall. Come see us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We'd love to talk to you. And if you've been forest bathing or this sounds inspiring, or this inspires you to try it, I'd love to hear your experiences with it. So drop me a comment. Don't forget, if you'd like to donate, you can do that at Buy Me a Coffee forward slash Pan Society. I'm Laura Giles for Pan Society. See you all next week, and thanks for tuning in. Ciao.